Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Confidence Project. I'm your host, Kimberly Hill, and this podcast is all about life and dating and relationships and navigating this intoxicatingly tricky world that we are all in. I want to bring you humor. I want to bring you fun. I want to bring you practical advice that you can apply right away in your lives and your dating lives and in your relationships. So thank you all for tuning in. I look forward to bringing you another episode. What are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the self-confidence project. I am your host, Kimberly Hill, and I'm bringing you guys an episode today. I, I think I talked about this sometime last summer but the content still remains true today, which is to highlight some of the issues that many of us are experiencing with dating today. And I mean, I've been doing coaching in this field for four or five years now, and it's amazing to see how many challenges we are presented with as we are trying to relate to a romantic partner and how many of us are, you know, struggling in this area of our lives. And that's because, you know, the way we are raised may not have modeled the most ideal relationships to us. Movies, TV don't represent, you know, accurate romantic interactions. And, you know, many of us are just trying to figure it out as we go. And, you know, we often have to learn from our mistakes, but when it comes to dating, and I'm I'm fairly blown away by how many people don't really know how to go about doing it in a way that feels authentic and how to kind of process the truth of what dating really is. And so today I just want to talk about some of the issues we're noticing with dating. I got about six of them that I covered last summer that I'm going to repeat on this show with, you know, new anecdotes. But before I dive into that, of course, welcome to my podcast. If this is the first time you're tuning in to uh, one of my episodes, well then, welcome. It's lovely to have you here. Uh, my name is Kimberly, and I've been you know, a men's life dating and relationship coach for many years now. I work one-on-one, private and confidentially with men to support them in their dating journeys, you know, uh, to support them within their relationships as well. If they're looking for some perspective and guidance to deepen the intimacy they have maybe in an existing relationship or improve their communication. But majority of my clients are men that are, you know, out of a long-term relationship or separated or divorced and they are looking forward. But for some reasons, the pieces aren't really aligning when it comes to the types of women they're attracting or the success that they're having with dating. Maybe that's, you know, a bit of, insecurity around approaching women. Maybe it's unsure how to start a conversation or get things going, or perhaps it's, you know, your issue is more after the second or third date, um, that you're noticing women are tending to put you in the friend zone, or maybe it's just something else that you're dealing with. Uh, could be that you just don't have the clarity of what kind of partner would be right for you, or just not really even sure where to start. Uh, so if any of those kind of experiences or or happening to you or or you're feeling like, hey, dating isn't really transpiring in the way that I'd like it to, uh, you may may want to consider getting a coach. You may want to consider getting some support in this area. Of course, I am one of those avenues. There's many other avenues out there. 
but if my content has resonated with you and you're thinking, you know, maybe now is the time to seek some additional support, then I, I do just want to throw it out there that I take complimentary consultations. Not everybody does. My intention is for us to get to know each other and see if I would be the right person to support you. And if that's the case, and you know, we talk about what kind of support uh, and program, you know, we would put you through and what that would look like. So that, you know, we make sure that you're really happy and uh, satisfied with the process of this coaching experience and that you're working towards the outcome results that are really important to you. And that's what I do. And I love doing it. I love supporting men. I've, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of men over the last few years on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Many of them are, you know, getting married, getting engaged, moving in with their partners, having better dating experiences, feeling more confident, um, you know, overcoming old patterns really starting to see the success that they are wanting when it comes to their relationships. And it's really beautiful to see all this transpire. Now, no relationship is perfect. We all deal with our hiccups. We all have our shadow self that comes out and rears its ugly head. And so sometimes, you know, the coaching process is about understanding some of the skills that may need to be learned so that you have the highest chance of dealing with the bumps along the way in your future relationships, because, you know, they're going to happen no matter who you're with. So, you know, if you've been wondering or you've been umming and eyeing about maybe getting support or you've been a little shy to get support, then I just want to call that out and say, hey, book a complimentary consultation with me. We're going to talk about what might be holding you back and, you know, what kind of goals that we could focus on. And, uh, and you can be like many of my other clients that go on to have really successful dating and relationship lives. Now, today we're going to be talking about the biggest issues that I am still seeing with dating. And the first one is that a lot of us don't really understand what dating is. And why is this, right? Like, you know, you might, you might see your friend's experience with dating and assume that that's what it's going to be like for you. Or maybe your idea of dating is that once you've gone on one date with someone that, you know, you start treating them as if you're in a committed relationship. I see that often. Um, some of us are really unsure about how to get to know more than one person. We feel shame or guilt if we go on a date with more than one person throughout the month, or maybe you're on a date with someone on Friday and you want to go on a date maybe on Sunday night with someone else. So we often don't know how to deal with these types of circumstances. We feel really beholden to someone after a bit of conversation and a date night. And so many of us are really unsure, well, how do we actually navigate dating and what does it really mean? Well, just from my perspective here, dating is very much spending time with someone to assess whether or not there is potential for a deep romantic relationship. And for some people, you know, maybe you feel like you know after a couple of dates and for some people it might take a little bit longer than that, sometimes into the months of dating someone to really decide, hey, do I want to commit to this person? Have I seen enough and had enough experiences with them to, you know, say with some level of confidence that, hey, I could see me being compatible with this person for the next 20, 30, 40 years, right? But oftentimes in the dating process, we are rushing this because well, our hormones get in the way, which is the truth. When we do fall for someone or like someone, you know, we're releasing dopamine, serotonin, uh, so many other chemicals that make us feel 
you know, really attached and really addicted to this person. And that means that we're usually overlooking really who that person is because we're falling in love with this like romanticized vision of them. And it happens so often that, you know, we decide to lock down the commitment or commit to someone really early on before we've really truly gotten to know them because we're in that throes of the first few dates and the excitement. So many of us don't really understand what dating is. And dating is very much, you know, slowing things down to truly get to know someone to determine if you want to pursue a relationship versus going on a date with someone and already, you know, having relationship problems with someone you're, you're not really even committed to. So dating might actually look like morally and ethically doing, you know, the right thing by people. So it's not about going out and sleeping with, you know, one woman Friday, then another on Saturday, then another on Sunday and not telling any of them about it. Um, you know, you're probably going to get yourself into a little bit of trouble there. Dating is very much, you know, slowing down and taking time to understand who is the most right for you and also understanding when to let someone down and when to let someone know that you do not want to pursue something further with them. So dating requires a bit of skill. It requires a high level of communication, a high level of self-understanding and self-awareness because you have to know what you're really looking for and you have to know when to walk away from that. So uh, many of us struggle with dating because we lack boundaries, we lack clarity, we don't want to hurt other people's feelings, or we're very anxiously wired and get very excited very early on and commit to someone before we really get to know them. So many of us are struggling with how to navigate dating and how to go about it in a way that's truly authentic to us. This is one of the biggest issues with dating today, is not understanding how to date, okay? Secondly, one of the issues I'm noticing is we get overwhelmed with the superficiality of dating. I am realizing more and more that social media is, everyone says, hey, it's a blessing and a curse. I'm moving more to the curse side of things, okay? Yes, there are some real positives to social media, the connected, uh, the way we are able to connect with people across the world, the the sharing of information, the, the laughing that it causes when we watch something funny, being able to post parts of our lives. Like, you know, sure, there's some real pros to all of that. But there's also this comparison culture, this unhealthy aspect to social media that is causing us to really get the shiny object syndrome and to focus on all the superficial elements about somebody. And, you know, online dating apps, of course, they're designed to draw you in with attraction first. Am I attracted to the, the face shape of this person, the symmetry of their face, right? Do I find this person attractive enough to, to reach out and talk to them? So what are we focusing on or what many of us are focusing on initially is, is just the, the, you know, the exterior of someone, what they're wearing, clothes, what they look like, you know, how fancy their profile is. Are they standing in front of a nice car? Does it look like they travel? And so we get caught up in this superficiality um, of dating and we, we kind of zone in, in and focus on some of the, well, some of the wrong elements, right? And, and while I believe that, of course, you got to be attracted to the person you want to have a romantic connection with and there's nothing wrong with uh, dating attractive people or swiping on an attractive profile, but have you spent any time considering what qualities are important that are beyond the surface of what someone looks like. So 
many men that I work with, you know, they're very visually driven and that's just how men's brains are wired. And so oftentimes they are dating or wanting to date beautiful women. I don't blame you, but sometimes when attraction is the leading factor or the only factor in who you want to get to know, you'll end up having a bit of a difficult time because you're not considering the other qualities that make someone compatible to you. Similar interests, similar values, sense of familiarity, sense of comfort, the, the social aspect of their friends and family and how well those individuals jive with you. So when we get overwhelmed with just the attraction and the superficial elements, well, we're going to struggle a little bit with dating because we're, we're not considering the whole picture. We're looking at only one slice of the pie. So that can sometimes be an issue with dating. The way dating apps are designed um, causes us to focus on those elements first. And sometimes we then don't look deeper and consider the other things. We've also got a grass is greener mindset, or many of us do. And what this is, is a paradox of choice. For men that are attractive and that are relatively successful in dating, it's easier for them to move from one relationship to another when things get hard because they have a lot of choice out there. Same thing for women. Beautiful women that are having a lot of success dating, maybe they you know, hit the first bump in the road in their relationship and they think, heh, I'll go find someone else because maybe with them it will be easier. Because it's so accessible to jump on your dating app and to swipe through and start a conversation with someone new and potentially go on a date and build a new relationship. So we have this paradox of choice. When we have a lot of options in front of us, it can become overwhelming and confusing. Just like when you go to a restaurant and the menu is like, you know, 15 pages and you know, they're trying to do pizzas and pastas. They also got Mexican food on there. They got Thai dishes. You're going like, what on earth am I going to choose? And then you order the green Thai curry dish and think, oh man, I really wish I'd gotten that margarita pizza. There's too much choice. It's overwhelming for us. And so in today's dating culture, for those of us that do have that, you know, superficial advantage of being attractive, you know, or we have the kind of values that people are really after, then sometimes we're faced with a lot of choice. And that means that sometimes we lean out from our relationships when they get a little tough or complicated because we think, oh, I can just find somebody new. And that, that mindset means that we're not really leaning into our relationships. We're not developing the communication skills or the resiliency to deal with difficult times. We're just giving up and finding someone new. And there are a lot of people that will bounce from relationship to relationship uh, because of this. And so one of the issues is this, this paradox of choice. Now, that's not an issue for everybody. Some people don't feel like they have a whole lot of choice. I understand that. Uh, but it is an issue for some people. Now, another issue is we... We sometimes have expectations that aren't realistic when it comes to online dating and to meeting people. So many of us think, I'll create a profile, I'll match with a bunch of great people, they'll all be really responsive, I'll get a date, the date will be amazing, um, I'll start a relationship and things will all be good. Okay, idealistic. 
that's not the experience for a lot of people. So if you go in thinking the entire process is going to be really smooth, you'll probably be let down because, <laughs> you know, people are complicated. They're not predictable. Online dating apps are not predictable. They tend to be the cause of a lot of frustration and mental health issues for a lot of people. And so if you go in with this expectation that it's just going to work out really swimmingly for you, uh, you're very likely going to be let down. Now, we also have this, you know, maybe misguided expectations around meeting people. We think, well, they better be perfect on the first date. We better have this real spark or chemistry from the first meeting, because if not, they're not for me. I didn't see the signs like I'm out of here. And, you know, sometimes people are slow burners. And my partner gave me this advice a while ago, and it was a little bit like in jest, a little, a little bit of fun, but I also see a serious side to it, which is try everything twice because the first time might just be a bad experience. And so what I'm saying here is sometimes we got to allow people to blossom over time and we don't want to judge too quickly. We don't want to judge an online dating profile too quickly. We don't want to expect that everyone has the right profile and puts the right information in there because they don't. And so sometimes we need to really adjust the expectations we have or the behaviors that we expect from people. Now, guys, if you talk with a woman online, you take her out for a date and you're expecting that she's going to behave a certain way after that date, such as she's going to call you the next day or show enthusiasm to go out on the second date and you're expecting that and that doesn't happen, do you get shitty? Do you start to lash out at her? Do you, you know, uh, behave immaturely? Do you tell her that, you know, you thought she was different than that? Well, like, how do you deal with someone that doesn't behave in the way that you're expecting or wanting them to? So, you know, the issue is that, you know, we, we have misguided expectations of what people are going to do or how they're going to show up. And uh, when we expect something and we don't receive that, we feel let down. We might even feel a misjustice. We might feel angry. We might feel resentful. Resentful. And, uh, and then our dating experience is really clouded by all of these, you know, negative emotions. Now, what about the issue with being emotionally vulnerable? So vulnerability is something I've been researching and thinking about for many years now. And, you know, at first when, you know, Brene Brown, everyone started, you know, have the courage to be vulnerable. It's like, yeah, okay, everyone's just share, share, share. And I'm of two minds of this. I think there is a time and a place to be vulnerable. And it's certainly, and, there, and there's a dial. It's like volume, right? When you put music on, you don't put it on 100 decibels. You start slow. You know, you, you don't just <laughs> shake all the window panes. And that's the same thing with vulnerability is, you know, many of us are being encouraged to be vulnerable, which is a really beautiful thing, but many of us then begin to overshare and dump our life stories or our insecurities or our problems on someone else too early on. And that's going to scare people away. So guys, if you've been encouraged to be more vulnerable, to be more open emotionally, and so you literally, you know, you take that literally and you start you know, going really deep, really early on with someone, you, you run into a potential few problems here. One, a woman might not be able to hold space that early on for you. And so you might, um, turn her off. 
Or if the woman starts to share equally as deep, you may run the risk of trauma bonding. So bonding over traumas, if that's what you're sharing. You run the risk of making yourself feel foolish in a sense, because maybe you overshared trying to connect with someone, but really you shared information that was quite vulnerable to you that it maybe would have been okay later on once you've established more connection and trust with that person. And so, you know, we struggle around this idea of emotional vulnerability. It's like, it's complicated. How much, when, how, you know, how little, like, when do I do it? When does it feel right? And I think, you know, this comes with a little bit of skill and and reading and understanding people. But, you know, I definitely believe that when you feel safe and comfortable to be yourself around someone, that's when you can start, you know, opening up and becoming more vulnerable, at least about your insecurities in your past. Now, vulnerability also means sharing one's thoughts and opinions. And I think it's really important fairly early on in the dating process to be honest with what you're looking for, you know, what you believe in life. Because there's many times where we kind of have surface level connection with someone and then, you know, maybe months or a year into the relationship, we realize, oh, we haven't actually talked about whether we want kids or what our political views are or how we want to raise our children. And then, you know, we might have a blowout argument and realize, oh, we're not compatible at all. So this is a difficult part of dating is really understanding when the right time to be vulnerable is, but also... Uh, when's the right time to share and talk about the really big, uh, big values and big issues that are going to significantly impact the relationship, which is what leads me to the last point, which is the issue with dating today is a lot of people do not know what they're looking for from a partner or relationship. And this is a huge issue because of all the other things I'm talking about here, especially the one prior to this. If you don't know the kind of relationship you want, or you don't really know what you value or where you're headed or what your relationship goals are, then you run the risk of kind of dating anybody and everybody that doesn't align to what you're truly wanting. Now, you don't want to be so rigid with what you want that no one can ever fit into your perfect little box, but you certainly want to have an idea of the type of relationship you want. Is it traditional? Is it monogamous? Is it open? Is it do you want marriage? Do you want kids? Like, you know, what are you really looking for? Do you want to live in a big city? You know, do you like a little slower paced life? Like, you know, what are you truly looking for? And what are the qualities and characteristics of a partner that's going to make you feel like you're really compatible to each other? It's not necessarily, do you like all the same things? That's an important part of desire and falling in love with someone. But it's understanding, okay, like, you know, learn from your past relationships. Did you have a partner that was really, really critical or was not into self-growth at all? Because it's important then to understand, okay, what I'm looking for is someone who's very open-minded and very compassionate. Because if not, well, you know, you're going to run into some problems like you did in prior relationships. So the issue is that a lot of us don't spend any time really understanding, well, what do I want from a partner? What do I want from a relationship? At least at this point in my life, what is important? And if you don't have that clarity, well, you're probably going to struggle a little bit in dating because, well, you just don't know what what you're after. It's like going to that restaurant with all those choices on the menu and you're thinking, well, I have no idea what I even feel like. So you just pick something at random and then you're not really satisfied with it. So understand what you're really looking for from a relationship, right? Understand what dating is. Focus on the right qualities. Make sure you have a resilient mindset. Taper 
your expectations. Learn when it's appropriate to be vulnerable and understand what you are looking for so that you can have success in dating and in relationships. If not, you run the risk of struggling with dating and suffering through this part of your life because you just haven't spent the time understanding what's really meaningful and what's really important to you. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, a kind of remake from last year's episode. If you enjoyed the show, uh, please leave a rating and a review. It helps to spread this podcast out to more people who maybe need a little support in this area. And of course, if you're listening to the show and you're going, wow, I'm actually noticing that I don't really have a lot of clarity in this area of my life. Okay, don't fret. You can get that clarity. Uh, you know, and if you're open to learning about how coaching can support you, then I encourage you to book a complimentary call. There's limited spaces as we head towards the latter half. Well, to the last quarter of this year, in fact. Um, so definitely here's the push and encouragement to do that. And I uh, look forward to bringing you all another episode next week. Ciao.